Thank you for listening to our midweek service from Christian Ministry Church. We're praying that this message blesses, encourages, and equips you to build the kingdom of God. Praise God. Good afternoon, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Sure is good to be here again, see you folks. And uh, as usual, I'm up for the annual minister's conference, but I always enjoy this time where I get the privilege of giving you folks an update, thanking you personally for keeping us in your prayers and uh, your support of us in so many different ways. The one thing that I'm still going to hold, uh, hold you to is that you folks owe us a personal visit, okay? It's been a while since uh, we've had a team down there, and I keep praying for that. And I believe God answers prayers, right? You all know he does, right? Okay, so I'm still trusting him for that. And uh, but again, we appreciate the way that you all are standing with us from uh, up here. I ask you to continue to stand with us because this southern boy, meaning from down in Honduras, is about to face some weather, according to what I'm hearing this weekend and next week, that he ain't used to. OK, so that's another reason I'm going to ask for your prayers. OK. And uh, I just want to give you a, a quick update, but before I do, I just, you know, as I get to thinking and so forth, Pastor Tim and I talking today as we were driving around and doing different errands and so forth, and I always enjoy that time with him as well. But, you know, and it makes me think so much, not just when we're having the ministries conference, but just the time spending with him and Paul and so forth. It's always good. But as uh, we were driving around and he's uh, sharing and different things, my mind is on the fact, and as he said, you know, people are kind of the same all over the world. We all face the same life difficulties. We all have the same enemy and things that we have to shun, and we have the same God that we have to look to to deliver us from and, uh, and keep us moving forward in him. And, you know, as I think about that, it is so true. Uh, <clears throat> in a short conversation with Paul, we were talking about the way that the, the, the pilgrims uh, used to live and, and not have the electricity, but they had to keep warm, they had to eat. And uh, so many of them died out for different reasons. And all of these things together makes me think about, you know what? It doesn't matter if you're in the U.S., if you were one of the pilgrims, or if you were a teenager or a child growing up in the streets of Honduras or Africa or South America somewhere, there is one thing that all of us has to do, no matter where you are. And that, you know, there's a scripture there in Proverbs 4.23, and it says, above er all things, above everything that you can guard, that you can keep, that you can put up, guard your heart. And we all know that, irregardless as to where we are. And that means so much more to me tonight as I think about and want to share with you a video and some slides uh, about the, the people that we work with, uh, income for people there. Um, well, for 79% of the people in Honduras, the income is uh, well, $1,000 annual. That's about $87 a month. And so for 79% of the people with that type of income, and you will find Burger King and Wendy's and all the other restaurants and so forth as you have up here. So how do they live? That's the big question. They, that's why the drugs and uh, uh, 
prostitution and so many other things, illiteracy is so prominent. But because of your help, uh, I've got a few slides here. I think it's just about seven of them. And, uh, but because of your help and your working with us, we are able to put these kids in school, tutor them, uh, disciple them, and see many of them grow up serving the Lord and having a future. And so, again, in the few slides that we're going to see, that, that just share with you briefly, uh, again, in thanking you for helping to make these things possible. So, as we look at a few of those, I don't know if I need to do anything here other than just click when they come on. That's all? Just a click. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, uh, I'll, as I said, I'll have to use the clicker here. These are just a few of the shots. Just to give you a small idea, the, the picture up on the top left is the discipleship class for kids. Uh, you know, one of the things that we know that 55% of the people that are coming to Christ around the world today are between the ages of four and 14. So one of the things that we have learned to do is am low. As we think about evangelism and leading people to Christ, we quit aiming high or at adults. We am low because again, most of the things that we're seeing, the devastation in the people in Honduras is mainly happening with the kids. So discipleship classes uh, in the other pictures, especially on the bottom there, this is where we're giving them tutoring, okay? They come to us. We are, within the last two months, our numbers have increased from 735 kids to 954, okay? Within the last two months, what are we going to do with them? Turn them away, turn them back? Part of that is because of the, uh, um, the tutoring program, okay? And so, um, well, I've got the clicker here, so, um, well, well, let's see. I got to point that direction up too far. Okay. All right. And again, you know, we have, um, uh, again, this is a tutoring session going on here. The young lady that's uh, giving this particular tutoring class has been with us ever since she was four years old. Okay, not the yellow, the one in the yellow, no, the one sitting actually doing the tutoring. 15 years old, her and her sister will be in another slide later on, have been coming to our centers ever since they were children. Born to a woman who still today prostitutes. She doesn't come to church. Her kids do. They are serving the Lord. And they have been discipled and trained, and now they are teaching other kids, as you would see in this picture. Um, growth for us, the young lady here, Melissa, um, is running an Internet ministry that we have. You might not be able to see the slides too good there, but that storefront building came about, and I'll just be, try to be real brief of this. For the last two years, I've been praying and asking God for a foothold in one of the most predominantly gang-infested areas, or let me say, one of the areas where gangs are recruiting kids more so, more rapidly than anywhere else in the city, okay? And uh, of course, the area is about two kilometers from the church, but within the city. Uh, back in June, the Lord allowed me to find this building and uh, rented it and turned it into an internet cafe. 
our methods of reaching children or reaching people in general is to provide education, to provide food, and utilizing sports. That's like the bed that we use to draw them. One block away from this building is a large elementary, middle, and high school. And around, within four blocks of it, there are three other schools. And that's where 18 Street gang members recruit kids as young as nine years old, eight and nine years old now. It used to be 11 and 12, but now as young as eight years old. And again, as I said, we have 12-year-olds selling marijuana, cocaine, well, in the city, 12-year-olds uh, selling marijuana to kids that are eight years old. Uh, in one of the videos, uh, it would be too much to point it out, there was a four-year-old boy that appeared in the video already sniffing cocaine. But he's coming to our church now, okay? And as I said about guard your heart, how are we going to raise these kids up to know different when this is what their parents are allowing, if they even care? But this is where you folks and your prayers and your staying with us comes in so much. Melissa joined the 18th Street Gang at nine years old. By the time she was 12, she was given responsibilities of extortion. By the time she was 14, had already committed several murders and given the code name, the devil. She is 24 years old now. Five years ago, in juvenile detention center, um, she gave her life to Christ and was delivered and so forth. Um, and then four years ago, when she got out of jail, we had to send her out of the city because, of course, being a high-profile gang member, her life was on the line. We sent her out of the city for about two years, hiding her out. And again, a few years ago, we brought her back. Melissa has been trained in computers and so forth. She runs our internet there and evangelizes the kids that come from the school. As you can see in the slide over to the left, there are the two computers that are there, kids that got to do homework research, doesn't have a computer at home, doesn't have a cell phone, they can come there, <clears throat> do their homework, print it out, they can buy uh, school supplies there, we sell them at cost price. Whatever it costs us, we turn around and sell it to them at that price and sometimes give it away. Uh, we rent the building, we pay our salary to Melissa, and we're doing all of this in the name of ministry, evangelizing, and you folks are paying for it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, um, through the same ministry at the juvenile detention center, this is Edwin, and you see that's my hand that he was cutting there. An ex 18th Street gang member as well uh, came to Christ about seven years ago in juvenile detention for crimes that he had committed. A leader came, you know, we teach uh, barbers, uh, barber <laughs> skills in the juvenile detention center computers and other classes and he learned he became a Christian there he's been out now for six years serving with us in the ministry likewise we had to send him out of the city and still discipling and visiting with him driving as much as three hours out of the city to be with him this was before we had the boys home going in the village and uh 
Edwin is another product of your investment, your prayers. Uh, he works at a, a local barber shop, evangelizing to the ones that he can uh, when they come in. He also, in the middle uh, slide, preaches at the different churches in the city with, within our congregations. We have three churches in the city. And if he's not preaching at the church, he's either serving, helping people, or running sound. Okay, this is fruit of what you folks have been helping us to do. That's Kimberly. Kimberly is now 22 years old. And let me just say real brief, Kimberly has only gone to the fourth grade, okay? Her mother, a drug addict, and prostitution. Kimberly's, I buried Kimberly's sister two years ago at 21 years old. Her mother prostituting at 11 years old, her sister said, well, anyway, I won't do that, but begun prostituting, okay, by choice, following her mother's footsteps. At 13 years old, she gave birth, and Jeffrey is now 12 years old, the son, but, and he's now been taken in by another family, but again, Sida, the sister, followed the mother's footsteps. And what laid waiting for Kimberly? Fourth grade education, growing up through teenager, the same type of lifestyle. Your funds and our, her being involved in our ministry has become, a, what do you call this, a facial and nail tech? I, I can't even pronounce the word, but that's what... Because of your work, you're serving with us, you're standing with us, we utilize your funds, Brother Tim, thank you again. You know, and uh, we, she went to school, practicing on a dummy, practicing on people, and graduated. That's how she makes her living now, okay? Okay, and thank you. Thank you for such things that you are uh, involved with. The top left picture, kids from the Central Church, and those kids up front, the one in the yellow is 17. He's our bass player at the Central Church. On the other end is our keyboard, one of our keyboardists who is 16. These kids are just among the few that you help to go through school, high school, and graduate. Again, remember, classes in in October and the graduations are in November, okay? And uh, so, again, just those three pictures there in an L shape are the same kids. But the ones over on the right, every one of those kids up there, and two are missing, and that's from the church at Center 2. They have been with us ever since they were four to seven years old. They have been two years now in the university. The one in the white is studying to be a pastor. Adiós. And believe it or not, next to him is Dariel and, um, and Carlos, and they both are studying computer systems, okay, computer engineers. In the middle is uh, Catherine, studying to be a nurse. Emily is the sister of the other girl that I told you that their mother up till today prostitutes. Emily is studying to be a teacher two years in her, her career. And uh, Rosa on the end there is studying to be an attorney. So thank you for helping us to invest 
to a bit more than $2,000 a month, <laughs> okay, and your money comes in that vault to put, well, as I said, there are two more missing. Eight of those kids are in college, and if it was not for you, they wouldn't be there. They would not. Where would Emily be or her sister if they didn't have a, a place to come to, be invested in, and then serving, okay? And I don't like to use the word, the kids are the future of the church. The kids are the church, but they have a future. And how are they going to make it? Are they going to be thieves, four-year-old pickpockets and drug addicts, or using cocaine already at four, or prostituting at 16? I hardly know a 22-year-old that doesn't already have three kids, okay? And again, I just, I'm saying all of this just to try to say that you folks are helping us to make a difference. That's the average house that most of these kids live in and come from in the areas that we're working, okay? And even though they're living in these conditions, and that is one of the houses that we built for this one particular family, that, what were they living in before? Thank you, folks, for making a difference. Y'all are the ones that are making it happening for the people of Honduras. And I know Honduras is a country. I mean, even the earth in the solar system is just like the, the head of a pen. So how much more is Honduras in the eyes of God or in the big picture of uh, the size of country? But you know what? Every person created on the planet was made in God's image and likeness and Jesus died for them. And as the scripture says in uh, Jeremiah, I know the plans that I have for you. And you folks are helping to make God's plans for these kids possible. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Pastor Tim. Alvin, we appreciate it more than we can tell you. Uh, when I met Alvin, I knew he was where we wanted to be. Uh, I just, I had no interest in getting on a plane, flying to another country and preaching and flying back. W once you get them saved, we'll if they have to go back to prostitution to eat, Alvin said, we're going to teach them a trade. We're going to get them going and look at what is happening. We're just thrilled to, to see what's happening through this ministry. Um, we talked a little bit about it Sunday, the God kind of life and what a pagan life looks like, and for us to be moving toward paganism and where that's taken us. Um, he told me today the drug, the drug condition in Honduras is mind-boggling, what it's doing to the whole nation. And he told me today that we were talking about, how many of y'all saw the movie Sounds of Freedom this summer? Uh, the human trafficking movie, that first, all of those first scenes was in Honduras. That's where that was filmed. And he told me today, in the last year, year and a half, that human trafficking has now moved ahead of the drug problem in Honduras. Even the kids on the streets, they're watched by their parents. They're wa they just drive by and pick them up, and you never see them again. They're sold. And so now I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine... Uh, what kind of pagan would look at a little kid crying and sell it to somebody? 
What kind of person would buy a child? That's a pagan lifestyle. That's somebody without a God consciousness on the inside. And there is no turning around except to introduce them to the Lord. And Alvin, what a job you and your team is doing down there. It's just amazing. Alvin uh, didn't say this, but I just wanted to share with you the government decided it's going to be very important to their country. We've got to do something with the kids and the children and the problems that are there. And the government of Honduras, which I just am blown away by, decided to award some money, a little bit of money. That's not earth-shaking, but going to give some government money. And they started looking through the whole nation. They said, come up with eight organizations that are doing what it is we're talking about doing. And the government picked Alvin's ministry as number one in the nation. Number one in the nation. And now is starting to, starting to be involved in helping what he's been doing. I said, Alvin, when you walked into Honduras, what, 30 years ago? And slept on a park bench with nothing. Did you ever believe that the government would pick you as the number one help? in child care and what he's doing in that ministry to be recognized. I just told him today, what a testimony that is. Because the Bible instructs us as believers to be well thought of by outsiders. And it's just sad to me that the church, that Christians have looked down there, look by business people, Y'all are less than citizens, you know, those dumb Christians, those dumb, and kind of looking down their nose at churches and church ministries and organizations. But to see outsiders recognize Alvin and what he's doing, uh, I just thought, man, what a stamp of approval for a great man and a great work. Alvin, what you've done in Honduras for the last 30 years is just it's supernatural. Thank you, thank you for laying your life and your family down. Y'all thank Alvin one more time with me for what he's doing. I want to ask our ushers to come and help me just real quick. When Alvin comes into town uh, once a year for our ministries conference, it's going to start tomorrow. Uh, part of your money goes down to help do what he's been talking about here. But we always like to just take up a special offering for him while he's in the States to be able to get some things that he would like to take back with him uh, to give some extra money to send down there. Even in the morning, he'll get up and run to, uh, to a wire place to wire some of this money to Marcus to get some of that food up to feeding center tomorrow afternoon. So if you want to help Alvin even more than we do tonight, if you want to do something in a special way, if you're making, if you've got a check and you want to make that out, you can just make it out to Christian ministries, all of this that we're going to take up, then we can just get one check to him to go in cash. If it's cash, you can just put it in the basket and he can take that to the bank to work with. Um, everybody ready? All right, ushers, y'all, go on and walk through and take, let's receive an offering for Alvin in the ministry there. I do want to thank all of you. So many of you came yesterday uh, at cleaning day and helped us get ready for our ministries conference. Uh, we've got a huge three days starting tomorrow that's ahead of us, a huge three days. Y'all be praying for all that's going to take place. So many church ministry 
ministries are going to be here for us to speak into, teach, direct. Uh, for you that want to come and hear what's going on, we'll start tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. We'll start with worship, and we're going to dive right into the teaching of what we're going to do. We've got speaker after speaker all day Friday. We've got a huge panel from a church that's going to be sharing at 2 o'clock Friday afternoon. We'll take a three-hour break. We'll come back Friday night at 7 o'clock, and we'll start again, and then we'll go again till noon on Saturday. Whatever part of that you want to come and hear some of these speakers, you're sure welcome to be a part of that. Y'all stand with me. Lord, tonight we, uh, we give you thanks for so many of the ways that you're using this ministry. Lord, tonight we pray such a blessing on Alvin, on his wife Nellie, and the ministry that they have given the last 30 years of their life to there. Thank you for all of the many lives that they have just literally saved out of the pit of hell and got them living a God kind of life, honoring you, serving you, and serving other people. We give you thanks for the many ways you're using us. We continue to ask your wisdom and direction on our life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless y'all and have a great week. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.